Our scripture reading is from 2 Corinthians 4, verses 5 through 18. It's on page 965 of your pew Bible. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belonging belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. The word of God for the people of God. Well, it's been a weighty two weeks, very heavy time. Um, think back, um, Monday for last, getting the news of the shooting in Nashville at um, um, the school run by the Pres Covenant Presbyterian Church, and we have uh, several families with connections there, and always tragic to hear um, but it hit a little closer to home, being closer geographically, but also the, uh, the connections um, folks in the church have. And then, hard to believe it was uh, not that long. I mean, it seems time has just slowed down, but to um, uh, have the tornadoes hit on Friday and slowly unravel um, as getting power and word back about how much destruction and um, grateful that uh, not as much loss of life as could have been, but it, it is just overwhelming to drive and see places and to think of how many people impacted and how much loss and to think of how much will be needed to um, uh, rebuild and, and um, to see people hurting. It's been a heavy time. 
And then beyond that, just to see when um, so many are reaching out to care and help and um, um, serve one another, um, to see those who would take advantage and show up, just try to get things and take advantage of those who would um, be giving generously, and to see those who would exploit the opportunity to try to take things from others. Um, I mean, a fairly trivial thing in light of all of it, but just shows the evil in people's heart that there's no compassion that they would take advantage of someone who has been um, um, devastated. So it is a good time for us to get together and remember the resurrection hope that we have in the midst of darkness and sin and suffering and in loss. One of the things that this biblical Christianity tells us that other people try to deny is that pain and evil and suffering is real. And it's good that we acknowledge pain. It's a good that we say, you are hurting. It's good to say when someone has done something wrong that it is wrong because there are some who would say, well, it all kind of depends on perspective, right? I mean, there's no real good or bad or evil. It's all just a matter of perspective. No, there is evil. And going in and taking the life of children is sin and evil, and there's nothing else you can call it. And there would be some who say, well, suffering is just an illusion. It's just in your mind. No. For someone crying at the loss of someone, to see real hurt is not an illusion. It's not a matter of perspective. There is real suffering. There is real pain. There is real loss. And the first part of the message of Easter Sunday is that a resurrection only takes place because there has been suffering and death. And so before we get to the, the joy of Easter, we have to go through the suffering of Good Friday. And that is an overwhelming acknowledgement of the evil that is in this world. It's an overwhelming acknowledgement of the reality, the reality of the pain that each one in this room suffers. You worship a God who doesn't say, oh, it's nothing. It's an illusion. Just don't think about that. Put on a happy face. It's all a matter of perspective. Move beyond good and evil. You worship a God who actually says, it is evil and it is pain, and I'm willing to come in and suffer with you. I'm willing to come in and bear that pain with you. I'm willing to come in and face that evil with you. And so as we celebrate um, the joy of Easter, we celebrate the joy of a God who goes to the cross, who is betrayed, who has sinned against, who suffers, who bleeds and dies and is buried and goes to the grave for us and with us. And yet, the difference of, uh, of, of acknowledging it is not that, therefore, give up. Therefore, life is just a cruel joke. Therefore, there's no meaning or therefore, everything is pain. 
we, reality, we see the reality of sin and we see the reality of suffering, but we also do not lose heart. Now, the very first part of this section, um, therefore, we have this ministry that by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. And then we're reminded in verse 16, we do not lose heart. The joy of Easter and the joy of resurrection is that we face darkness and we face sin and we face death different from those who don't believe, different from others. We, we see the reality, but we see the reality with the hope of something greater. We look forward to the things that are not seen. We look forward to the reality of the resurrection Knowing, verse 14, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us into his presence, into God's presence. In other words, we, we celebrate the resurrection because it impacts our life. You know, we, we live a different life because we have the hope of knowing that we too will be raised with him. We too will be in the presence of God and Paul wants us to know how that impacts the way we live our day-to-day life, how that impacts the way uh, we deal with what everyone in this world deals with of difficulties and pains and sorrows and devastations. Two ways he does that. The first is that we show a difference in the way we live. He lists out, we're afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're struck down and not destroyed. And what he's saying, he's saying all these things happen to us. You know, we're betrayed. Being a Christian doesn't mean um, the tornado jumps over your house. Being a Christian doesn't mean your school is immune to the violence of evil in this world. Being a Christian doesn't mean you don't get debilitating diseases. Being a Christian doesn't mean you don't get fired, you don't have worries, you don't have other things. Everyone has those. And one of the things he's saying is that that shows the power of God. You're not immune from the suffering of this world. You're not immune from the darkness and the sin. God doesn't put uh, protection around someone in their baptism from the pains and evils of this world. We suffer, and yet uh, we do so differently than the world because we have a treasure in jars of clay to show the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. In other words... If everything was wonderful when you became a Christian, as some TV preachers would have you believe, how would that ever show the power is God and not us? I mean, if I never suffered, if evil never happened to me, wouldn't you just say, well, he doesn't know what real life is like? When you say that that person has the power, they they don't really endure anything difficult. It's easy to have faith if you don't lose it's easy to have faith if, if you don't hurt and suffer. But he's saying is we live out dealing with everything other people deal with to show that the power of God, not the power of us. And, and the difference is we're afflicted but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken. It's very easy for someone to suffer the difficulties of this world and be cynical it's very easy for someone to be betrayed 
and just be stoic and say, well, that's life. It's easy to endure the things of this world and begin just to kind of have a sour, bitter attitude that shows you've been hurt, but you have no hope. And maybe you've known people like that. They, they get disillusioned pretty quick, and then they just shut a hard barrier to their heart. They have some difficulties and live a life that is filled with anxiety. And what he wants us to know is that we have a treasure. We're still jars of clay, but the treasure is knowing that Christ is risen. And the one who raised Christ from the dead will also raise us. And though we endure everything in here, it is all a light momentary affliction compared to the joy of resurrected life with Almighty God in his, in his presence. And so we too suffer betrayal, we too suffer sin, we too suffer loss and hurt like anyone else, but we do so without losing hope. And we do so knowing that greater glory awaits us and God's presence awaits us. But also, not only is it that we reveal God's power as we suffer, but suffering with hope, which I will say, as I've seen many of you immediately responding to help others and to reach out, um, your, your light has been shining this week. But it is also simply that we follow the pattern of Christ. Christ did not go to glory before going through the cross. And that same God told us, take up your cross and follow me. He, he didn't say you get to bypass the suffering and come to glory, we go to resurrection also through going through this world, through going to the grave, to suffering the things of this world that we too have been crucified with Christ. And the pattern is that we deny ourselves, and in that we have the hope of the resurrection that is for us. And in that denial is the treasure in clay jars. In that denial is that, that we can look at the things of this world as transient and hold fast to that as eternal, and that changes the way we live. We're able to reach out with others. Uh, we're able to serve and to love and share that hope that we have. We're able to bear witness as we suffer and endure things, but not losing hope, not getting bitter, not hardening our hearts, not being anxious, but trusting in God. If you're here this morning and you've never placed that trust in his resurrection. It's not a promise that things won't hurt anymore, but it's a promise that one who went to the cross will be with you in that hurt, and through that, bring you to the resurrection. Now unto him who is able to do more than we can ask or imagine, be honor and glory and power forever. Amen.